Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Para 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 para. Welcome to Cashing In. I'm Cash Libby. I am so bummed out. I'm not going to lie to you. I booked Wang Chung to be here today. But the last minute, Chung couldn't make it. He had to cancel. Um, so I had to cancel Wang, and he was pissed. Wang was like, what What the hell? You were just using Wang to get to Chung? I said, no, I, I wouldn't want a Chung without a Wang on the show anymore than I want a Wang on the show without a Chung. That's just the way I, I roll. And he told me I'm an embarrassment to my family. So apparently he listens to the show, and uh, I don't know what to do. I mean, I don't have a Wang or a Chung at this point, or a Chung or a Wang. But there is one choice, and I, I called T.J. Miller. I, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's uh, done the show a few times. One of my favorite guests, singular, one of my favorite guests. And he comes in, and, boy, he just makes the show come alive. And here's the thing. He's not always available. He's a very busy guy. And so what I've done is it, what he did one time for me is he he left a clone of himself. And uh, he said, in case of emergency, you can break the glass. Break the glass. That's from Die Hard. Break the glass. And uh, I'm going to have to go over and, and break the glass and I guess have uh, T.J. Miller's clone do the show with me. Uh, I'm going to walk over and uh, break the glass. Here, let me just uh, let me just break it here. It's a... It's a... Hi. Uh, hello? Hi, uh, are you are you TJ? No, I'm his clone. Yeah, nice to meet you. I, I can't believe I'm finally released from this glass prison. You know, I've been alive this entire time. Oh, I I thought you would be sleeping. You, you, he actually kept you alive. Yeah, no, I could hear everything. I heard the beginning of the this podcast sounded like you were doing Batman. You're like, but da 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 da. I mean, it really was clearly the Batman theme. Yeah, it was. And then that sounded nothing like that. Break the glass quote sounded. It didn't not- it? Didn't sound like it. Yeah, it didn't sound like Die Hard. Is that what you're saying? No, certainly not. No. Who no. even was it in Die Hard? Break the glass. Is that Bruce Willis? Is that your Bruce Willis? No, that's the other guy. That's uh, uh, the, the 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 bad guy in the movie. Yeah, uh, if you don't know the name of the character or the no, actor, no, no, wait a second. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you have to know the actor's name. I, I'm pretty sure you do. <laughs> no, you don't have to know actors' names. I don't uh, think a lot of times. It, how often do you know the name of the character who's the bad I, guy? I just don't know if it's okay to it's sort of be guy. like. Uh, do, you, do you remember this from uh, from the witches in Alan Eastwick? Rickman? That's uh, his name, Alan Rickman. You did. You got that one right away. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I know I, I'm. You know I'm TJ's clone. So I'm basically the same. You're the as same TJ. as getting just, TJ. I've been living in this glass case for years in, in the studio, feigning sleep. Yeah. And the only thing I could do is sneak out in the night times, steal away to the dumpster behind the Indian food restaurant, and just... 
just tandoori chicken my way into believing that I shouldn't take my own life. You're but instead you- return to this glass case. And thank God I did because you finally needed me. I did. How many of the, how many are there of you? How many clones? Yeah. There's just one, but I part of my cloning genetics is that I now after we finish the show create another clone, uh, a second better clone. You know, a lot of people have seen multiplicity with Michael Keaton and they yes. think oh each clone is going to get steeper. Yeah. They can get they can get better. Okay. So you feel like you're an improvement on the real TJ? Oh yeah, to be sure. Uh-huh. Okay. The real TJ already would have been like Oh, hey, Yogi Bear 3D or whatever crap he's spewing out of the front of his ugly face that I look at every time I see myself in the mirror. <laughs> but now, are you going to compete for the same roles? It seems like that's going to get confusing. Compete for the same what? Roles. Like oh, no, as soon as we're done with this podcast, which is all I'm contractually obliged to do, I'm heading off to New Mexico. I've heard big things about the small town of Albuquerque. <laughs> Well, great. Sometimes See, as I'm trapped in my glass prison, slowly trying to find some way to fall asleep. Yeah. But always not being able to because of the insomnia that's created by a constant want and need for you to break the glass. Brick. That's, that's from Die Hard. Brick. Break the glass. Brick. It's the glass. If, you know, it's that woman <laughs> that's in one of the scenes. Break the glass. Rule number one. How do you brick the glass? I've heard, you know, I've been hearing that shit. Since he installed me in the studio also, and that is crap. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I mean, you both of you really push it to try and make cash phrases. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, wait a second. I don't think so. I think they come naturally. Yeah, I think they do. But as natural as it is to constantly do a bad impersonation of Sean Connery and Mixed Company. <laughs> hey, listen, you know how the show starts. You've listened to it. I actually, that is one thing I have to admit. Every single time the show started, it was so painful to listen to that I blocked it out. So I've never heard the show, although I've been present for every so, single so one. So you don't know that the first uh, segment is called the Triple Banger Lightning Round. I didn't know that. I didn't Triple Banger Lightning Round. I mean, I listen to that. I, you cannot hear it. It's one of the loudest parts of the uh, Better last words. I'm just getting started. Over my dead body. Once more into the breach, dear friends. Once more. What would you rather? I think that you one, like because your last the second words? once more sounds so funny in that voice. Once more to the <laughs> breach, my friends. Once more. It's crazy. <laughs> we talked about this, I think, or I talked about it with the real T.J. Miller. You probably have memories of, uh, you know, you have the same memories. As I have all did. the memories that he had up until the point uh, when he was in Rock of Ages. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not because I was cloned at that moment after that. It's that then his, his mind stopped working after that. Okay, okay. But you remember, I mean, I, I, we talked I'm about I'm on a this. live sync. Are you familiar with Microsoft Sync? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what we use. The uh, I'm just getting started. I think that's the best one. You do? Yeah, it's fun. It's it's ironic. You, you obviously you were happy. I'm just you getting started in a previous podcast. No, we never talked about it yet. We were talking about one night. We were kind of partying a little bit together. And we were talking about how really not a lot of bad things happen after you say that. Usually the night's pretty good. I see what you're saying. It's usually yeah. a pretty good night. So at least you're dying on a night where things were going well. Well, re- now that I'm recalling that, I think, yeah. that That is a good one. You can say that. We also talked about, you, you know, you can say that 
about anything all the time. In the beginning of the, you know, if you order a second drink and they're like, here's your second drink, you go, hey, I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started. Maybe even at the end of the night. You're on your way home. They're like, all right, bye. Bye, Cash. You turn around. You're like, I'm just getting started. <laughs> they're like, oh, Jesus. Is he going out to party more? So I, I would say I'm just getting started. It's just it's it's a, it's one of those phrases you can use at any time, and it sounds cool. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, once more into the breach, my dear friends, once more is a pretty funny. Well, and you're doing something noble, too, if you're saying that. You you're, you're, you're fight, you're, you might die for a cause, for a reason. Yeah. And if it's a breach baby, then, you know, you're going back into a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Triple banger oh, lightning, lightning round. round uh, question question two. two. Dose. Uh, worst thing a roommate can do. I mean, you're, you're going to have a new roommate soon. Yeah. We got to talk about that. Worst thing a roommate can do have sex in your bed, eat your food, wear your underwear, pee in your shower, take a dump on your parrot. Well, taking a dump on my parrot, that's just common courtesy. I mean, that parrot <laughs> needs shit on it to remind it to not start a revolution with the other parrots. Uh, what was the first one? Have sex in your bed. My roommate did that. That's pretty lame. Yeah, I uh, Arge Barker. You know Arge. Oh yeah, Arge had sex in my bed, oh, yeah. and I had sex with him in your bed. <laughs> That's how well I knew Arge. We moved to L.A. Uh, and, and you know we were roommates, and uh, he. This is how that conversation went. I went over to my bed, the, you know, that night. I was about to get in the bed, and I go, Arge, can you come here for a second? That's how that started. It's there's not it's not a, you know that's the rest of it is is very private what I said to him but that's how it all started. Arch, can we talk real quick? Yeah, could we? Arch, could you? You're holding a you're holding a necklace that you made for him of used <laughs> condom wrappers that he left under the cubbies. I say at least if you're gonna have sex with my bed, sweep up. You know what I mean? Sweep mm-hmm. all those condom wrappers together in the middle of the bed. Otherwise, I'm in there with a vacuum cleaner. How how many do you trying to suck up them rubbers? <laughs> How many, yeah. So you're having a roommate. You have a new roommate. Yeah. Pretty I'm going to get a new roommate. I'm moving in with uh, Tredens, uh, which is Prudence's uh, late ex-wife. So it's a dead woman. Yeah. I'm moving yeah. in to, to a space with a corpse. <laughs> she's been preserved. So she, uh, you know, she's fully embalmed. And I actually had them uh, put a uh, sort of a smile on her face with purple lip gloss. So that she always looks like she's having a great time. Yeah. So you're not going to have to worry about this kind of thing. Well, I am. You know, it's it's tough to share your space with someone, right? I mean, yeah. when you first moved in with April, how long were you guys dating? Yeah, we, we we didn't live together really officially until we were married. Really? Yeah. She moved into my apartment building. We got her an apartment uh, upstairs. <laughs> that was my brain. That was my brainchild. You I are... told her. I told her there wasn't enough room in my apartment because uh, it was just a one bedroom. Even though I had lived there with Arch. <laughs> and so we moved her upstairs and we had like that extra like area. We moved her, who? You and Arch? Well, me, me and her. We, Arch had moved uh, actually to another uh, yeah. thing in that building too. But we moved April upstairs. So we actually did not live together until we were married. How did you pull that off? Is what a lot of guys got to be thinking. Yeah, right now. it was a real. It was a, it was great to have her in a different apartment in the same little apartment complex. There's a time. There's only like twelve units. And uh, it was really, it was really. I, mean, good. I would love that. You know, you're pretty, which is what I call her. 
we could sleep separately, and also people would stay up there and stuff. I I think that's really the way it should stay. I don't. The living together is is difficult. It is. Well, you know, Prudy wanted to move in. I could tell just from uh, you know, I dropped her out of the back of my truck, and her, when she fell lifeless as she was before she dropped onto the asphalt, she gave me this kind of look like we should move in. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I said, you know. I actually pushed it back. I said I gotta wait, you know. However, I gotta wait a while to be able to to move in. So I guess I pushed it six months or something. Yeah. I, you know, there's two. It's hard when there's I don't know. It, I, I but I haven't lived with a lot of dead people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have, how many how many people have you lived with? How many people did you live with before? I had never alive lived, or dead. Yeah. No, I had never lived with a a, a girlfriend before. Um, it's interesting. And my wife's very messy, too. We're you know, similar she, in that way. Well, so it's pretty. We've talked, we've talked about if, it. If, any, if anything comes out of her body, you know, if she excretes anything post, you know, humusly, <laughs> she just leaves it out there. Cat, food, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. So it's, it is. It's, it's hard when, uh, yeah, it's interesting you say it because I haven't lived with someone in 10 years. We're going to talk about this on Where Were You. I I definitely want to talk to you about a couple aspects of this move. Yeah. But uh, before we do, I think it's a triple triple banger lightning lightning round. round. Question three, three, three. Uh, Would you rather have God appear and say, quote, I exist, but I'm disappointed in you? Or to find out that God doesn't exist at all? Oh, the latter. Certainly. You don't think that's selfish? (laughs) You'd rather have either no God... Oh, yeah, for, for any sure. of us. Well, I don't think there is any God. To, okay, but forget for about that for a second. Okay. You'd rather be no God for any of us if he didn't like your behavior. <laughs> uh, well, Isn't I, that a little selfish? Well, but that's not really the direction my logic is going. Okay. I, like I want to hear, hear you. I want to hear you. Yeah. I want to hear you. Yeah, I certainly am not worried. If he, if he showed up and was like, I exist, but I'm disappointed in you, I'd say, well, then I don't, I'm not sure you're really a benevolent God. Certainly not omnipotent. Okay. You know, right? You're not omnipotent because you would have helped me sort of stop being so disappointing, and you're not omniscient because uh, you know you would have known that this is bullshit. <laughs> you would know that there's nothing to be disappointed in. I'm trying right. my best. Right. You know, right. you gave me the weirdest, awkward bow legs any <laughs> man has ever wandered around New Mexico so and you're- looking for Albuquerque. <laughs> So you're pointing fingers. You're saying that that God has. Yeah, but I also I would love to. You're, you would say I'm disappointed in you. Would I am disappointed in me? Yeah, yeah, I'm disappointed yeah, yeah. in you. Look at this. this you. Look, Look at, this, at this fucking mess. Look what you've done to my ears. Look what at are me you doing. Look at this city. <laughs> there is a Seven Eleven two blocks from another Seven <laughs> Eleven. You created us in your image. You look like shit. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I. I I don't know. Would, would you have definitive proof that that God didn't exist? Because if I had that, I'd like that. But there is no definitive proof. So what? And also, what good does it do me if he shows up and he's like, I don't exist? And I'm like, oh, I thought so, and also no one will believe me. He's like, good, I've just made your life worse than it is now. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm not disappointed, though. <laughs> Let's do an auxiliary round because this question, uh, this is a... Uh, this is what they call the triple banger auxiliary round. It's it's connected to this question. Triple banger auxiliary round. This, I, you know, I haven't heard one of these, so it's good that you're telling me. As yeah. a clone. 
Because okay, I so thought auxiliary. This is just an extra bonus question from the God question. I thought it was you're excited. Something Would it bother you exhilarating. more? You know okay, I mean? you met God. Let's say he's not disappointing you. Matthew mm-hmm. says, I'm very pleased with you. I like the Yogi Bear 3D. I'm happy with well, all the Well, he created that film in his image. I love the podcast, all that stuff. Uh, but then he uses which phrase he loves would the cons- podcast? He goes, I love the podcast. But I which don't listen phrase- to a lot of podcasts. Listen, I listen to a lot of pods. You drop some hot, tasty, buttery, spicy pods. You drop some tasty, angelic, sweet Cherubian pods. <laughs> he said that, right? So you're yeah. feeling good about your relationship. But then, which phrase would concern you more if you heard God say it? Uh, for reals. <laughs> or same shit, different day. I love. I love that he appears and says one of those two things. That's a great question. Yeah. So Which would bother you more? Which sky. would be like you'd lose faith in him? You're like God said for reals, or God said same shit. You know how are you, oh, God? See, same shit, different it, day. It, I would hate to hear God say that. I'm well, gonna, I'm it's, gonna it's interesting. Get out ahead of this one. I would hate to hear God say same shit, different day. It would really bother me. I know. Well, I, see now, I <laughs> ironically, I took I totally lose faith. I took what you just said for reals, and I thought that would be him expressing disappointment. And I got to say. Rather than having God say, look, I exist and I'm disappointing you, if God just appeared and was like, for reals, and then disappeared, that would haunt me for the rest of my days. Whereas if he appeared and he's like, same shit, different day, I'd just look at this guy and go, you're telling me, God! Because that, that, that's, that's the haunting thing, would be just God appearing. Maybe he does a miracle real quick so you know what's going on. Yeah. You know, he makes a, an IRS agent... Uh, Give good oral sex. Yeah, you heard it here first. I don't want to have. I don't ever want. And then he's like, "For reals," and then he goes away. I'm like, "What? Are you referring to the miracle? Are you referring to me? Are you talking about in general? What are you saying?" Then he never talks again. You'd go insane. But if he comes, he goes same shit different day. I'm like, "Yeah, my man, give me a high five. Can you reach down here? Oh yes, you can. You're God. I don't want to ever have a job." Uh, where I have to say same shit, different day. Have you ever had that job? I don't think you know. I've never said it. I guess I've thought it on a couple of jobs. I've never had a job long enough. Jobs don't last. The only that job long. that I had long enough was a job that was great. I'd come in every day and go different shit, completely different day. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love every moment of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I usually get fired from those jobs. That I felt that way about pretty quick. Right. I worked at a call center, and I only lasted, I don't think I lasted a full day. I worked at a cul-de-sac, and it didn't even last an hour. There was no job there. <laughs> you were just sitting there. Well, I had brought a desk and a desk lamp and a typewriter to the middle of this neighborhood. <laughs> we're going to move along to where were you? And we don't have a song for that, and I, I don't know why. Well, I have been trapped in that glass case, wanting an opportunity. Are you willing to give it to me, Mr. Yeah, Lovey? yeah. Where were you? Over there, over there. Where were you? Da 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 yeah, that seemed loosely based based on the on the Batman song. For a second, then you did the ESPN jingle, <laughs> and then you caught yourself. You decided to go Batman. I, what's funny is I don't even know enough about sports to know that I use the ESPN. But that's a you weird thing about me that I inadvertently, when I'm trying to switch to another song, will bridge it with the ESPN <laughs> jingle. That's, that's how little I know about it. My that's brain's like, "What do you got?" 
And you're like, da 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 Hey, you're moving in with your girlfriend. I know that's where you were. You're doing some moving. Yeah, I was and in my place breaking it down. We were Well, we were talking about this. This is a practical living in the modern age, really, for mm-hmm. a where were you. Uh, superimposed on a where were you. Mm. Uh, we were talking about this. You should... I feel like you should keep buying stuff to add back to your apartment so that the move is never completely complete <laughs> and you can keep your apartment open. Well, it's just hard. It's, you just you know, keep buying stuff at swap meets. It's expensive. And just tell her, I'm just not done. I'm not it's done It's expensive. Yet. I live in a, in a Space Needle at Sunset and Vine that I had installed there. I had a replica made of the one in Seattle, uh, which is obviously based on the one in Disney World. And uh, it's time to move out. But I, I, I think that's a really – if you want to delay a move into someone's house, yeah, start buying stuff at a garage sale. <laughs> it is so hard for me to get all my clown figurines over there. I just keep <laughs> finding them. There's more in the bathroom yesterday. And if the girl sort of catches on and wises up, you know, get out. Get out of the relationship. Now, are, are you going to miss your um – are you gonna miss your, you're gonna miss your place. I'm gonna miss miss my needle. You're gonna miss your place. Yeah, I'm gonna it's miss the, the old needle. It's the end yeah. of an era. Um, but not yeah, it was look, it's a great place. It's a rotating giant glass loft <laughs> in the sky, right in the middle of Hollywood. You can't sell it, you know. Yeah. I I'm gonna have it uh demolished. <laughs> They're gonna implode the needle. The it's much building. quicker than a building. The entire building. Yeah. It's just a needle. Yeah. Yeah. They remove the disc with a, uh, a crane, and then the needle falls into itself. You actually just need snap pops. <laughs> Throw them at the bottom. Pop, pop, and it implodes. You have, you have stuff. My, my wife the other day didn't want to throw away some, uh, some soap. She said it was sentimental because we got it on this trip to Thailand. And do you have sentimental stuff? I've, I've sentimental. There's stuff I'm. There's stuff that's sentimental that I can't get rid of, and that's why I'm sort of a hoarder because I everything becomes sentimental. Um, you know, soap becomes sentimental, pictures, and even bad memories. And this is a practical living. I actually think better memories come from saving stuff that made you unhappy. Because mm. if you're beyond that era, then you feel better. You're like, oh, I remember how the, how bad that sucked. Well. It's, I, I've ha, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I'm I'm slashing and burning half yeah. my stuff to right. move in with this fucking corpse, right? This dead woman, <laughs> not dead on the inside, lively, bright, a ton of fun, <laughs> dead on the outside, cold blood in cold veins, <laughs> and you know it is. It's weird. I, I've taken to, and this is practical living in the modern age. Also, if you really if you love something, you're sentimental, you don't want to throw it away, but you kind of know you should take a picture of it. Take a picture and write a note with it, and you sh- we should be putting all this stuff in data. Eventually, that's where everything's going to be. Have you been be doing anyway. that? I, I have smart. been doing that. That is smart, because I have jerseys that I wore. Take a picture. And they meant a lot to I've me. Got all these, I, I've, got, I've got all these uh, I have condoms, shirts which that I've kept. Keeping. I've labeled oh, them. Yeah. I've labeled this the condoms. One, I, have, I see a couple of years they say, uh, fucked and, and trucked in TJ's yeah. bed. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. I have a, a graph where I have the condoms that broke. Uh, I made a small space needle close out of my alarm. empty condom wrappers. I, yeah, I have a, a big display called Close uh, uh, Close Call, and uh, it, it has actually hanging all the condoms. I have a mobile of pregnancy tests that uh, ended up <laughs> negative. Uh, it's a, it's in, it's entitled Close Call. <laughs> Luckily, there's no baby to enjoy this mobile. That's the full title yeah. of it. Yeah, so I've been taking pictures of stuff, 
you know, T-shirts, maybe cut a piece of fabric or part of it and then, you know, make a small kerchief out of those pieces. Get rid of 10 T-shirts that way. Have you really done that? I'm trying to, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then there's other stuff. You know, I had a bunch of shoes that I really liked that were both sentimental or whatever. And I just finally said, you know, people say, you know, if you haven't worn it in a year, you got to get rid of it. I also felt like, you know, I was keeping things because I was like, these are new shoes and they're comfortable. It's such a waste. And it's like, but you have, as long as you have enough of those. So I've been taking a real, last couple of days, I've been thinking, even when I move into this, you know, this new place, I want to like continue to get rid of stuff. And I am. I, I'm kind of a hoarder. I keep stuff. I, I just threw away, I'd say probably 150 like outlet cords or cords that yeah, came with cords. TVs. You don't need any of that anymore. None of the cords. You need to get rid of all of it because it's okay to spend another $10 on new cords rather than have a rather junk cord that's around. just I – I had drawers, a full big drawer that was just wires. It's yeah. crazy. No, I, I needed the speech right now because my place is becoming – you got to get rid of it. Unlivable. And, and, that's, and, and also, my wife, when she comes down from her apartment, she's not pleased. <laughs> <laughs> now, you guys live together now. Yeah, we live in a pretty small place. But you've added another human Person. and another one is coming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we actually we hadn't talked about that on the show. That's, uh, that is, that does, yeah, that's on the way. So, so yeah, the, the, then there'd be, uh, I'm not good at math, there'd be four of us. Right? It would be, yeah. And then we have a cat, so that would be four, it would be five of us. Well, you know, and, and we, can you, head, we can edit that part out. I need to bring that up. But no, no, no. No, that, that's that's true. I mean, it's, you know, the thing is, is you're going to have more people taking up more room, so you almost have to minimize more of your life, even mm-hmm. more than you want to. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. look, I'd rather get rid of stuff than move into a bigger place. That's just, the, the stuff just... Just drags you down. It's a really smart thing. Have you seen the Queen of Versailles? This movie on Netflix, it's great. You should check it out. And it's they sort of move into bigger houses because they accumulate so much stuff. They're these uber rich people. Yeah. And she keeps buying stuff, and so they have to keep moving into bigger houses and get more storage units. It's crazy. Yeah. And you don't need that. It's like I'm about to go home soon and go through my jeans and just keep five pairs of jeans that I think are like, okay, this is enough but jeans. The, but this is why we've had this argument. I don't understand checking bags. I, I, it, it ends up burdening you much more and giving you less freedom on the road. You don't need... You're just going to abide with the little things that you bring. I don't like carrying stuff around in an airport. That's my thing. I think it's uh, awkward to have that wheeling bag. I'll always forget it. I'm late for flights. I just want to only have a backpack mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, on my back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're right. I mean, you know, and usually... How often do we come back from a trip and go, I did not pack enough? What's the ratio of that to, I packed way too much stuff. I didn't use other stuff. Your goal next time should be, I need uh, I need to pack a little more. You yeah. should actually go on your next trip and wish that you had packed more. Yeah. Just like I'm, I, I want to be going around the day and saying, you know, I, I, I think actually I physically need another pair of pants. I need. I need to buy. Right. I need another T-shirt instead of. Man, I haven't worn that T-shirt in six months. I should wear that. It's like I, I'm coming up with reasons. These shoes I'm wearing just this time, the shoes that I have on now, which I never really wore. They're great. They're great shoes. And then I'm getting rid of them because I just I don't need that many shoes. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll pick. I'll, I'll wear them. 
They're size 14. I know. That's what would be funny about it. I you could actually would... fit your shoes inside of these shoes. <laughs> and your shoes could have shoes. Let's move along to essential questions of human nature. Uh, I, love I love this, this song. Essential questions of human this. nature. I'd hum this and then use the ESPN zone Inside to transition into case. another one of my favorite songs on your program. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is uh, something, and I didn't get to show it to you. I took it back, but and we're talking about products, that kind of stuff today. Anyway, I, I bought a um, a bag, a computer bag. Over the Christmas hol- over the you know the holidays, and uh, it turned out I I had bought really a, a, a purse, and I, I'm pretty <laughs> like comfortable with myself sexually. You you I feel like, but I mean this this literally my my wife was like that that looks exactly like your mom's purse. It's like a little backpack thing, but it's so small and so dainty, and I really loved it. I loved the texture of it. It was really soft. And uh, feathery against well, my skin. Well, it was chiffon. Yeah, yeah. with and feather sequins. It was feathery against my skin. Uh, when does the sequin uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Didn't feel too bad uh, uh, against my cock either. I mean, it's a soft. You fucked the purse? It's a, well, I, uh, that, we're, we're leading into that part of the story, but I got to <laughs> But all I'm saying is it was really soft. I really love the material. I love the bag. And I just was not comfortable enough with my sexuality. To t- I took it back. I was like, this is ridiculous. Wow. It is is making me feel like a girl. And you had sex with it. You fucked it on that, back that to the part, store. That part was just to keep the story going. I'd say yeah. you fucked it to the point of no return. I fucked it in the and store. And then you returned it. I fucked it in the store, and then I bought it out, and, and then felt guilty that I had fucked it. <laughs> you know, I, whenever I fuck produce <laughs> yeah. at a grocery store, yeah. I feel like I have to buy it. Yeah. I just can't. Call me a good guy. I had sex with the receipt. I loved that purse so much. I mean, I really did. <laughs> Even the memory of that purse gives me a little sticky zipper. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, was that wrong for me to take it back? Yeah, I think so. I think if you liked it, you got to sort of own it and wear it. Couldn't own it. Couldn't own it. Yeah. If you didn't see it, it was devastating. It was just... Yeah, I, I'm, it's unfortunate because I'm different. I don't know. I, I, I wear the I'm usually pretty, things So do the I, but this was too far for me. It was just... It was too much. I had a... Uh, I had a chiffon gown that I had to get rid of for the same reason. And three years after I bought it, I said, you know, I'm only wearing this thing once a week. <laughs> I got to throw it out of the curb. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think I think it's okay. It's also okay to return stuff. I'm just so into this gender thing right now. You know, I was just talking to my buddy about how women are, you know, d- like genetically, this is all evolutionary psychology. They're the gatherers. And so they, you know, their minds have to th- remember this berry will kill us. This berry will mm-hmm. cure this thing. Sure. And they need to know all the information and they want to keep, you know, men on track. And that way, and if you don't give them all the information and they go, you know, you're not trustworthy, you're not safe, you're not going to come back to the cave. It's that kind of thing. And then men are, you know, sort of like, you know, focused on like, I got to get this information, share it with my friends, you know, because it's a hunter method. It's like you, you you tell people exactly as much as they need. You're on a need to know basis with everybody. And most of the information that you have, you're sharing with other friends to figure out how to attack and strategize. Right. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I. To be honest with you, I don't know how that related to what I was talking about earlier, but I was pretty <laughs> upset when I heard that. <laughs> Other way over. Uh, essential questions of human nature. We're going to do one more. We're going to do one more. When you find something you like at the store, like a shirt, uh, do you buy three or four of them? 
yes. uh, under the assumption you yeah. won't see it again. I just bought two jackets that were okay. just different colors. And exactly. Day. I do that a lot. Now, at what number does that have diminishing returns? Because I think when you go three, have you ever done three? Depends on the item. I have done three, but it was, you know, it's like a belt or a, a corsage, mm-hmm. cravat. <laughs> it's a cravat. I brought a cravat. <laughs> I, I bought a large hole. Um, with yeah. which to you trap think, people. I think three should be your max. Three max. I think two should be your max. I think three is when you start to have diminishing returns because you often do it in different colors too. And then there's one color that's just lot, it never gets worn, hmm. right? Because you you it just it falls behind. Yeah, you're sort of. But I I think that one should but be more like your backup. Not, that's if either of them. Totally well, but more good. often than not, you're you're glad you did it. I think. Because you oh, end yeah. up running out of the first one, you've got the second one. Yeah, I think that's right. It also depends on how, you know, if you'll ever get another chance to buy that, you know? Yeah, I don't like shopping, so I just want it to be done. So if I see anything I like, I just stick with yeah, it. two of them. But I didn't know you did that. And I uh, like that about you. What about you. pants? Three huh? colors. The best pants, oh, pants you ever pants, you've got to do a bunch because it's pants shopping is the worst of any type of shopping. <laughs> it's such a pain to be. No, seriously. It is easily the worst. It's Nothing's even close. Why? Why? It's such a pain to be taking your pants off and putting these pants on. It's like such a pain. It's very, very traumatic. Does it bother you it's that stressful. other guys have been in the pants? Your belly. You know what it is, too? Your belly is like uh, <laughs> protruding. So if it doesn't fit, it's painful. Your, your, your Johnson is pinched. It's been zipped you're, in. You're zipped. You have to zip yourself in. You, wa- you waddle out, and someone just goes, no. Someone I looks read- at you. <laughs> and it all has to do with the mirrors, too. The mirrors are always structured. You know, At some stores, the mirror makes you look good, and then you get home, and you realize the mirror was just absolute horseshit. It was basically a fun mirror from a, from a, you know, I a bring state my fair. Own, I bring my own mirror. You bring- <laughs> I, I had that problem. I threaded my penis through buttonholes and buttoned the pants up. Incredibly painful. I walk out. The mirror made it look like my dick was a caterpillar crawling through my button fly. Yeah. And uh, I get home. Turns out I actually had a caterpillar crawling through my button fly. I thought it was my penis the entire day. I don't want to talk about it. Turned into a butterfly. Freaked me out. <laughs> no, it's so disappointing, though, buddy. It's it's so disappointing. Your penis turned into a butterfly? No, did the caterpillar that did oh, the that caterpillar I did. thought had, was your penis. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, i I got to write that down. Yeah. Put that down right now. Or you could just listen to the podcast. It's You know, I, d- I can't stand it because <laughs> I, I've, I've had to hear it in that glass case so many times. <laughs> okay, but you're on it now. You're contributing greatly. i got to tell you, we're not missing a beat without the real T.J. Miller. I, I feel like I'm talking. I think I'm better. Um, I, I'd have to say... You seem a little bit more insightful. That guy's all over the map sometimes. It's nice to have you on the show. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's good to be here, and it's good to have him not here. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, to put I'm sure pants your listeners on, are tired of hearing you. You can't even guess which pants are going to fit either with looking at it. Some shirts you can guess. A jacket you can guess. You can't even guess what type of pants are going to fit. They're all structured so differently. And all of a sudden, you're wearing bell bottoms, or, mm. or you know, open flaps, open booty flaps, giant, or, uh, giant uh, hula hoop waist, hula hoop waist, or giant tight uh, ankle or the, co- or the cock stingers, which you don't even know. The they're, cock they're stingers are the pants that have bee stingers on the inside yeah. of the, the crotch, or the area. cactus cocks, and you don't even yeah. know that it's in there. There's so many ways in which they can screw up the pants. You put them on, takes a lot of energy. Yeah. You have to really, you know. 
Uh, the only other worse shopping is bed shopping. Really? Mattress shopping is ridiculous. It should be great because you could just sleep on each one. Yeah. But you, you, you're making a 10-year commitment and you can't take the product back. It's very stressful if you think about it. it you have stressful. no idea what you're gonna if you're gonna like it or not after three or four. Here's nights. more practical living. It's devastating. I I think, <laughs> and the worst is when you go pant shopping while you're on top of a mattress. Yeah, <laughs> or you know when you try on all your pants in your. I guess when you go pajama bottoms shopping, <laughs> that's basically pants and mattress shopping. No, I mean I, you know this. It's a problem. One of the problems is is that. I don't know. It's just so frustrating to have the, you know, to have the burden of that ten-year commitment. That I think I don't. I don't even think about it. I say you spend more than you're comfortable spending on a bed. That's one of the few things you should really go Absolutely, more money in for. And you know, spend some real time. Take a day to do mattress shopping and lie down on it for a long time. But we got. I just got a new bed, and it is. Really, really a nice bed from Macy's. And I we lay in a couple different ones, and this one just felt like the best, and I just went with the gut instinct. Paid more than I was willing to pay for, knowing that, you know, maybe go out to dinner, you know, less this month than you usually would. Or, you well, know. you spend, they say you spend 89% of your life in bed, most of us. No, 89% of your income should be on a mattress. You spend 90 to 95% of your life in a I'm bed. I'm not that successful. Winston I, Churchill I, why do you think? spent 100% of his life in his bed. Uh, He's fought wars from bed. Your girlfriend's not even alive from what you're saying. She'll spend all her time Jeez. in that bed. Well, she, I got a separate coffin for her, and I'll tell you what. Do not spend a lot on the coffin. She won't know the fucking difference. Uh, I'm going to move it along to Tiny Opinions. We're going to have to skip a couple sections. Tiny Opinions. Though they are, in fact, normal-sized men, they have Tiny Opinions. If if I haven't asked and someone tells me the square footage of the place they're living in, there's no chance. Egregious. Will, there's no chance I will like them. It's egregious. None whatsoever. It's terrifying. I don't want to know the square footage of where you are habitating. Here's another one. <laughs> don't talk about square footage. Ever. No it one would, should know how much square footage. It has to be such a specific situation. The only time you should ever talk about square footage is if you're asking advice from someone about buying a place. It, you should never offer that information. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I don't. Also, think it, don't you know? Don't talk about how how many pairs of pants you own. Mm. Don't say I've got this many square feet of pants. <laughs> I got about hundred square feet of pants in the closet. That's pretty good because the closet's only twenty square feet. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Yeah, you know what? I don't want to. Do not have, open the downstairs closet. You know what? That's even worse. It's cubic footage of pants. That exceeds the amount of square feet in the closet. If someone knows the square footage of the inside of their closet, that would be even worse. That'd be the worst person. There's different levels of bad people. Do you think it's okay to have a walk-in closet and still be a good a person? Yeah. What do you think about think a woman can, who has you, a walk-in I closet? I think you can be a good person of a walk-in closet. How many steps can you take in the closet before you're a bad person? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. If it's a walk-in closet, but you're taking more of a stroll. If it's a stroll closet, <laughs> it's a strolling closet. How, if, you, if you use the word hike in your closet, <laughs> you're a bad person. That's a two-level. If you have to take stairs in the walk-in closet. <laughs> if there is an elevator taking you to another part of the closet, you are a very bad person. Then you think your, clo- your house is a closet. <laughs> 
if you have to sign in with the front desk <laughs> at a person's closet <laughs> to walk all the way to the end of it, if somebody says, take a sh- uh, long walk off a short pier and the pier's in my closet, <laughs> there's a body of water in your closet, you're if a your bad closet person. has a window and a viewing area. <laughs> If your closet has a sunroom, and in the sunroom is another closet. If someone can buy tickets to your closet, (laughs) and there is a line forming at the door, it is too big of a closet. If anyone's given birth in your closet with a full hospital staff, it's too big of a closet. Should we do that as a Jeff Foxworthy thing? If your closet... If your closet, that should be the new, you know you're a redneck. You know your closet's too big. When if your closet, same shit, different if day. If your if your closet attendant says same shit, different day. If your if your closet has an island in it, like a kitchen island, uh, I'm likely to say for reals. If your closet has a landing pad, yeah. If there's a landing strip in your closet, if your closet. Has its own neighborhood watch group, and it, the, and you have to keep telling people the coats are a high crime area. <laughs> your closet's too big. I would say, if your closet, folks, if your closet is used as an AA meeting place, <laughs> and also doubles as a coffee shop in the morning. Yeah, if you go to your, your closet, closet's too big. Yeah, if your closet, if you walk in and there's a book club on one side <laughs> forming to talk about Animal Farm, and on the other side there's a drug rehab meeting, and neither of the meetings <laughs> notice each other, your closet <laughs> is really big. If your closet, <laughs> if you walk into the closet and you have to pick up a house phone to try and figure out what room your pants and socks are in. <laughs> Your closet's a hotel. If there are twelve people in your, there are twelve people in your. If your closet has a chimney, yeah. If you there are twelve people. If heating your closet has become an issue that you've had to install a separate air conditioning heating unit, if HVAC has visited your closet, it's your closet's a little too big. If your closet has its own garage. In which you keep solely cars to transport clothing from one part of your closet to the other. Your closet's too big. (laughs) If your closet, if you can, if you can throw a rock from one end of your closet to the other, why are there rocks in your closet? If a brouhaha uh, breaks out inside your closet and. Twelve people die. If a brew maker wakes up in your closet and considers that both his home and his place of work, you're living in a brew pub with an apartment above it. Uh, that's your closet. That's it. That's Wow, I'm exhausted now. Not me. If your closet... <laughs> uh, you know what? Seriously, though, if you have surround sound in your closet, you sound- it's too big. Yeah, if you have surround sound in your closet. Yeah. 14 speakers. If people always say, remember the closet, because your closet is the Alamo. (laughs) 
It's too big of a closet. It's a historical landmark. It's not even really a place to keep clothes. If there's a soup kitchen in your closet... And all of the homeless people in there have separate residences that are apart from the soup kitchen, which are in your closet. Your closet's too big, and those guys ain't homeless. Way too big. Way too big. Redwood trees should not grow in your closet. They should not grow in your closet. If the United States has declared your closet a national park that is bigger than itself... The United States says this is a national park, and it's a bigger park than the United States' entire landmass. Well, God dang it, that's too big a closet. If your closet, if your closet has a bobcat problem, if you fought well, people are coming down from one part of the closet into other parts, and it's scaring people. If someone waves from a boat to a person on a bridge, and they're both in your closet. You got to get that water out of that closet. You do not need it. If you've got a drawbridge and you've replaced it, what are the bridges that open up? Are those drawbridges that drop into the air? Yeah. If you had to replace it with a suspension bridge because the land, the the geographical plates in the closet keep (laughs) causing earthquakes, you need a suspension bridge. I think your closet is San Francisco. Yeah, if your closet has its own tectonic plates <laughs> and ecosystem, if your closet its own ecosystem, if your closet has Polly Shore and Billy Baldwin, and I'm positive it was Billy Baldwin from Biodome in it, uh, it's too big a closet. Unfortunately, uh, I don't think we can move on. I know we've done it too long. We, now. Do it. we, we can't we've stop. Gotta, can't We've got to keep doing it until the end of the podcast. We can't stop. How much more time? I do think. We have? I think this is it. We just. We just passed the the threshold. I don't think there's anything we can do beyond the closet. If you walk into your closet and you find another smaller door and you open that, and then it's a slightly smaller closet with at the end of it a smaller door, and you go to that and you open it up, and this continues for days, weeks, and the weeks turn into months. Your closet is through the locking glass. <laughs> If you look into the outer reaches of your closet and you see a bright light, that might not be your closet. That's heaven. You've died and gone to closet You spent so much time in your closet, you don't realize you're dying. If one day you wake up and somehow you realize that everything that we've come to know, everywhere we are, the places that we've divided into the United States, North America, the continents, Pan-Asian American land bridges, major b- bodies of water. If this is all just your closet, <laughs> then your closet is your reality and vice versa. <laughs> uh, and it's time to come out and admit that you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's been our show. Thanks Thank for coming, so TJ Miller. I am so sorry. I'm TJ's clone. You know what? And I will You're not, more than that. I'm You're better than TJ. Oh. Come back anytime. Thank you Thank so you for much. Me. I'll see you in New Mexico. Thank you, buddy. Always wanted to do this ever since I've been locked in a glass prison. Now leaving Nerdist.com.